Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. You're Abby. Dear Kiki. Desperate housewife. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hey, Biffs. Hello. Hello and welcome. <laughs> welcome to Ill Invite. <laughs> the podcast where two best friends turn Russian and <laughs> greet you. Are we keeping that in? Yeah. Should we start over? No. One best friend turned Russian. <laughs> and tell you what to do when someone else already has. Like your Russian grandmother. Your babushka? <laughs> I love you. I think that's right, actually. I think you are right. <laughs> oh, hi, Beth. Hey. How you doing? Uh, fucking ask again later. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that sigh was a fair answer. Yeah, it's just, there's just too much going on. There's just too much going on, but not enough. I it sounds very convoluted, and that's exactly how I feel. So pretty much you're at capacity. I am. I am at where I'm at. And that's okay. That's okay. Someone pick up that other ninety percent because. I ain't doing it. Fair enough. No, nope. my job description right now is me. I love it. Yeah, that's love how it. it is. How you doing? I think I'm fine. Real fine. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Well, since what I have to say has to do with our last episode. <gasps> you mean episode 70 with I consent to do. treat? Yes, I do. <gasps> oh, if you haven't listened to that, go back so then you can come back here and pick up where you left off to hear what stephanie has to say oh my god it was so good you don't want to miss it she's just every time she opened her mouth i was like she's a powerhouse bitch (laughs) but i love you (laughs) i think she'll accept that (laughs) she she definitely would (laughs) yeah i guess for our listeners who haven't heard it yet they may not be able to track with me about this but she just, she had said something to me, just so matter-of-factly, and like, so just like... It was almost nonchalant. Just like, yeah, babe. <laughs> and I fucking, well, I literally cried. Yes. And it just was so, I don't know the word. It was so like, oh my God, like I took the hugest breath ever. Like just inhale and then exhaled for like five minutes is what it felt like. And it definitely changed it didn't like immediately change my life, mm-hmm. but I noticed the other day when she said it's okay, like your boundaries are literally like, if it feels good, it's fine. If it doesn't, it's not like. Which is so weird because we know in any oh, other context. Right. right. Yeah. And it helped me to see that because she even had made a comment like, if you want to let, you know, if you want to do this forever, like, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. And I noticed, I think it was probably yesterday, where it was like giving myself that permission or space or whatever to allow that and to just let that be what it is, like when it feels good, then fine, it can happen. Mm -hmm. And then when it stops feeling good, then no, then I have boundaries. Right. Giving myself like that space to do that showed me that at some point, I just am not no longer interested in the good, like up and down in this specific situation. You know what I mean? That's so great. I know. So it wasn't the it fact that grown like, up actually. Little, yeah. Yeah. So it was just the fact of like allowing myself to be. That sounds so nice. To, I know. <laughs> just. And it be. like took me to this place where it's like, there, that's not what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it went from less of, you know, holding my boundaries when things aren't good and then releasing my boundaries when they are good. It went, it wasn't about that anymore. It became now is I don't want a situation that like I have to constantly, what's the word I'm looking for? Like monitor. Yes. Like I just don't want that. So whether it feels good or not, I just am not interested. Right. Because I don't want to babysit. Not even myself. <laughs> not even Amen to that. Anyways, that was my Yeah, it was it was a very powerful moment too. And if our listeners know, like I, I edit and do our videos and stuff like that and, and do our promos. And watching the video, you having this conversation, you literally looking like you were balled up. And then after you 
came to that, like, it was like your tears were like acceptance of that information. And you were, it, it was just, it's a weird transition to see, but also like a very beautiful one. Because after that, you were like open, you saw the elephant come off your chest. Yeah. And you just, you were like, you were definitely not present anymore. <laughs> I, it really, it just really was like such, that's why I said, like, it just felt not like in a I bad just way. exhaled for like a five minute breath. And it just was like, it was like your mind was blown and you were just like, yeah, I can't focus I, on anything else yeah. right now. But I mean, you were definitely in the pot. <laughs> she was, she was there. Listen, <laughs> she was there. She was talking, but I love that. That was totally impromptu. Huh. Like We were not planning. I was go. not expecting this woman to. <laughs> yeah. Or we would, we weren't even planning a question of like our own or your own on our end. So yeah, yeah. that was, that was beautiful. And just, just big shout out to Rachel of Consent to Tree Seriously. podcast and Ellie too. It, it was just a, a beautiful episode really with is. so she's many beautiful amazing. moments. It just She's amazing. That's all. Just follow Consent to Tree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've never heard about it on this podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you even listen, bro? <laughs> Speaking of podcasts. Yeah. We have questions. What, how, you want wine? I do. We're not holding these glasses for nothing. You're right. It's getting warm. It is getting warm. Picklebacks. <laughs> how about double black? Oh. <laughs> That's the name of this wine. Sounds kinky. Yeah. 2020 from California. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. And if you're wondering, it's 14.2% alcohol, which means it's 28.4 proof. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. That's how you do that math. 28.4 proof. That's right. Double Black is inspired from our passion for skiing the challenging runs on the mountain. Bro, it's summer. <laughs> Should have read this beforehand. <laughs> this Cabernet is bold, daring, and lush. Deep dark red, rich in color and flavor with perfect tannins to tantalize your taste buds. Oh. Anytime you are ready to accept a challenge, reach for Double Black and enjoy. Double Black. Taste Drink buds. responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. It's like a sweeter cab, right? Or is it just, or did we warm it up with our hands? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah. No, I can taste a little sweeter. But I like it. I love it. But I would drink this in the winter. In the winter. I was going <laughs> to say, I don't know if it's because we read about right. the winter, so it's in our head. Yeah, no, This there's something like, it's, it's almost, almost like, like spiced. I was just going to say. Okay, perfect. Almost like a, not cinnamon, but spiced. Yeah. And it's just, I want to. I want this to be full of like part of a mulled wine by a fireplace. Yeah. At a ski resort. With. With no skis. A really big charcuterie board. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Makes me want salami real bad. Real bad. So now, now can we do the questions? Now we have questions. Let us go to one of our favorites. What do you think, Biff? Yes. You feeling this? Yes. How about Prudy? Yes. We haven't done Prudy, I feel like, in a while. We've been to the slate, but we haven't done Prudy. So let's just jump into the shit, shall we? Do it. This first one is, help, I found my husband's list of every argument we've had. Oh, no. From December 20th, 2021. And this one is written by Janae Desmond Harris. Okay. I am married to a very smart, very calm man. Girl, I know. <laughs> Ain't no such thing. We get along well. I'm a stay-at-home mom at the moment, and we have a lovely toddler. I like a lot of mom. <laughs> I like a lot of mom. Yep. I, like a lot of moms, feel like a lot of my efforts are unseen, and it resulted in a fight the other night. It was nothing particularly toxic, but when he left for a meeting, he left his computer on. Oh mm. shit. Been there. Been there. Regretted that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take much to find a list that he's been keeping for a year of every quarrel that he's had with me. He's kept a list of things he feels I bullied him into. Times when he felt like he was in the right. It's all there. This whole time I've asked him explicitly, are we okay? And he says, we're fine. But there's a list. 
exclamation point was there. There's I had to. There's a list. And now I have no idea what to do. I was snooping. So do I acknowledge that as well as the fact that he's keeping an active list of grievances? Do I go through the list and try to address each time I was wrong and just pretend that I'm doing this by chance? There are things on there I've always been super insecure about and convinced myself he wasn't bothered by. I'm honestly so thrown off by this. What should I do? Is this divorce territory? Mm, I like this question. I love this question. <sighs> Literally. Mm-hmm. So firstly, I have never been the one to get behind people saying like, well, I found this information via snooping. So I feel like I can't bring it up. Oh. I'm not that girl. I don't care how I found it. <laughs> There's no part of it's, me. It's been found. That cannot hold that back. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think about it in concept that way, but then I know me going like, I can't hide my face. I can't hide shit. I'm sure as hell not going to hide this. Exactly. Right. I don't know how you could. Right. So I'm like, I'm just like, all that to say that I'm like, I'm on board with you in a way. I'm going to take a picture of your list and send it to you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So With that, just dot, dot, dot as the text. Or a bunch of question marks. Oh, that too. And or exclamation marks. Or we need to talk and leave it at that until he gets home. Pack your shit when you get home. No, not even. But just the old paranoia. We need to talk. And then don't say another word again until you see him in person. Oh, and so you're not sending a picture of the list at yes, this point. Oh, you are. Yes, taking a picture of the list and underneath it saying we need to talk. And then he's not going to know how I'm feeling. Yeah, but I would do it without the list. Just a we need to talk. Just a we need yeah, to talk. I because not, if you put the list, like but if you put the list on there, he's going to be like, okay, let me anticipate this conversation. No, no, I don't want you to prepare, motherfucker. I want you at my he win. He doesn't know if I'm angry, mm-hmm. if I'm upset, if right. I'm nervous and feeling insecure. He doesn't know how I'm I just feeling. mean like he's o- obviously going to be defensive, right? So it's kind of like trying to, he's going to try to rationalize his responses to himself and like be able to pluck one out of those rationalizations, the internal list he made. Yeah, but good luck. To me, it's like, let me catch you off guard because motherfucker, you are not preparing for anything around me. I know, I just, I'm not cut out for that. You're you're not. I'm not. You're not. I'm like texting you as I'm still on the phone getting the information that I'm getting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just <laughs> can't do that. It's true. Anyways, I don't think this is grounds for divorce. I don't think so either. I agree with you. My, the the dance in my uh, gut, is he going to go get a divorce? And now he's got ammo? Or it just is this like, like a self-growth thing? So I thought that too. That That's he can reflect so interesting. On, or, he's, or is he going to come for me one day and be like, look, you have issues and here's why. <laughs> No, you have issues and here's why. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. My brain's, I'm still sifting through that. What do you got? Okay. So you snooped. So one of the first things I'm thinking about is there was some mistrust there to begin with. Mm, I want to believe you. And I mean, not believe you. I want to agree. Yeah. But it's like, when something's screaming right in front of you in your face, hi, here's my laptop, open, unlocked, on. Mm-hmm. I'm teetering with like, is that actual mistrust? Or, or sheer is it curiosity. actually snooping if they left sheer it open? Curiosity. What's morally, what 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 do you do? Right? So let's I know my feelings. I know your feelings. They're on the same page. Let me just put that there. <laughs> okay. We in that yeah. Let's go on this. Let's go. Let's think about this outside of the box. A computer is left open. Your partner left their computer open. Is that an invitation to, for you to look through their files? Or do you take the moral high ground and say, oh, he left his computer open and close the lid? Those are two different questions. Because <laughs> A, it is not an invitation. It is not an invitation. However, I'm still going in there. No, no. We're talking outside of our feelings. What is the right answer? There <laughs> we is know, no right or wrong we, answer. No, but I mean, like, if you were gonna, if you were know, thinking about it outside, 
if you don't have trust issues with your husband honestly my first thought was like i'm just gonna go look at what porn he's looking at so i can uh, that's how i got in trouble okay <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to know damn it but also i feel like as a as the girlfriend or wife and if i left my computer open i don't think that i'm gonna give a shit if he's goes in it or not yeah see i feel the same way you know what i mean i feel the same exact way you do i would feel like especially in like a marriage i'd assume i'm not married mm-hmm. but i mean it's just like one of those things like my phone's on the kitchen table it starts ringing i'm washing the dishes my Answer husband it. grabs the phone yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. if i was her friend i'd be like girl you need to ask him oh yeah yeah going back to that i'm with you you found something what's okay. changing the relationship him writing this down or you holding that secret yeah him doing it in the first place or you finding it right through snooping the change in the i know the whole world says be- that like personal privacy and yada 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 but i feel like in relationships especially marriages like babe my hands are wet can you grab my phone or control alt delete motherfucker and lock your computer right is that an argument should we have things that we keep from our partners i i think that there are things that we should have we need our own space too right so for example my journal is my journal it's for me and my private thoughts whether i use it on whether i'm writing on my computer or in a book that's my private thought yes that to me is snooping like sit back like mind your business if there's something between us you should trust me that i'm going to come to you and and talk about it sometimes i just need to write down and work shit out right but if i leave my computer unlocked by accident in a house where I live with my partner and I have nothing to hide, then it's not going to be an issue. Right. 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 It shouldn't be. Right. It's when you have something to hide that, that it's a problem. Right. And I think that could be this more list. along the lines of what yeah. I was, of where I was going. Cause I do a hundred percent agree with you though. Yeah. You know, there are certain things in your life that you need for you. Right. Like I don't share you with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bitch. <laughs> funny because i'm single (laughs) (laughs) fuck off that is not the point i want to know what she did i don't even care what the what prudy should she should she she say something yeah i agree yeah because there's but i think that there's something underlying there too that made her go there i don't think it's just he left his computer unlocked so i decided to take a look i agree because i feel like she looked for something she did mention things that oh that she had asked him are we okay or is everything okay or something along those lines yeah like she's this has been like a a thing that they have like constantly asking are you okay like are we okay and he's like yeah and she just hasn't felt right about that so So, and then he left his computer open that's exactly what she went looking because she knew something was off yep women know there it is no there it is we always will we always will we always do continue <laughs> but also <laughs> don't go looking for something because you're gonna find it these are two separate lessons i was say i don't like that one <laughs> it's two separate lessons <laughs> i agree <laughs> but if i'm feeling away that's why i'm going to go look. but but isn't it those types of situations where you wish your intuition was wrong sometimes sometimes other times you're like, fuck. I motherfucking knew it. I get everything. <laughs> I get everything. It's not divorce territory, but it is something to bring up. Unless he's keeping it for a divorce. Future and, divorce. And who knows what this list is? It might not even be fodder. It might not be anything that he can use. Probably not. But like, we argue. That's yeah, just irreconcilable the, differences. Yeah. But I guess the point is, is he keeping it out of spite? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Versus... We had an argument today and or like a list to break up with her or something or or like listen honey you need to go get help here's why cvs list it's a really long fucking list <laughs> right let's see what Prudy you only says. need seven I'm of those dying. to get to the moon have you heard <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought oh that's a meme i can't take credit for that <laughs> let's go ready yeah oh no Oh, oh no. I'm sure that this list was hard to see, but I don't think this is a crisis and it certainly isn't divorce territory. You're going through a difficult patch as a couple and as parents, and we now know that his response has been to write things down. That's not bad. 
He didn't cheat. He didn't talk terribly about you behind your back. And he didn't remove you from his life insurance policy. Let me cut a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would. I wish he would. <laughs> In the same way you wrote this letter to me about what is bothering you, he wrote things down about what's bothering him. Should he feel betrayed by this letter? I hope you don't think so. What you saw was documentation of his thoughts, thoughts that are similar to the ones I'm sure you've had after you've bumped heads. This does sound like an important sign that you need to be having more conversations, not just fights and disagreements, but check-ins about how you're doing and feeling, and more than, quote, are we okay? You don't have to tell him you saw the list to initiate this. I think that would just open up another set of issues around trust. Just promise yourself you won't snoop again. Maybe that means couples therapy, or maybe it means good sit-down conversation in which you tell him you want to make sure your relationship is strong and would like to know if there's anything you can do better. The important thing is that you should let him know it's okay to open up when something is bothering him. And of course you should do the same. Meh. I actually like this answer. I know. Because we did point out that this could be his own working out his thoughts. You did, yeah. No, you did. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking that too. In my three different scenarios. And then it's like the diary situation. So question. Yeah. You're a man. Uh, Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Fuck you, get out of my head. (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) And never mind. (laughs) What would be your motive, other than the, you already discussed having a journal and Mm -hmm. whatever. If we scratched that, journaling like i'm just venting Mm -hmm. what would be your motive for making a list of these arguments that's actually a really good fucking question because i this whole time just trying to sit and like what would be behind me making a list because that's feels different than journaling well i think that's what's off with the prudy response maybe is that it's not necessarily the list but the contents of the list of where i was wrong right that sits a little bit different with me than just a list of our issues right yeah right it was where she was wrong and and where he thought he was right that doesn't feel like dear journal you know what i mean no it doesn't feel like that It, it feels like listen or maybe he needs to research to find out why she thinks she's right that's what i mean like what would be your because i feel like mine would not be good yeah i don't think mine would either i think i'd be doing that to like throw it in somebody's face later or exactly be like this day you said this and go fuck yourself like you know oh that's funny because let me pull my list yeah on march 12th you said or did this you know and now you're saying differently yeah or whatever like that's gross by the way well, that's why I'm, yes. I'm, I'm with you. The motives behind that does not feel beneficial to anyone. I agree with you. There, there's absolutely nothing that could come from this type of list. It's like a slam book. Because that's a what it feels list like to me. is not like a journal entry or like, I'm so mad. Well, this it very girl much just... could be. It very much could be, but it's the contents of this list that leave me feeling a little unsettled. I like the response that Prudy gave. I do, but it's the contents of the list that I wish that Prudy had addressed because that's important. Yeah. You know? Oh, we can go unless, forever. Unless this is like, you know, like, oh, she was right, I was wrong. Well, it doesn't feel that way. But... No, because she said it was the opposite of that. She was wrong, I was right. Oh, right, right, right. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. Never mind. My argument is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> we could go all day. All day. Next. This one is from October 28th, 2021. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I think you're going to love this. Oh, great. Because you're into true crime. Oh, yes. Help. I framed my stepsister for a crime as a child. The grown-up aftermath has been disastrous. Oh. How can I make amends? Dear Prudence, when I was 10, my then 16-year-old stepsister, Corinne, moved in with my family. Her mom kicked her out for breaking curfew. Corinne and my mom clashed. She got my room while I had to move in with my sister, and I was bitterly jealous of her being our dad's biological daughter. So I framed her for stealing and destroying my mom's heirlooms. (laughs) When Corinne refused to confess, my parents sent her to live with relatives while everyone calmed down. Oh! At the time, I was terrified to tell the truth, lest I be sent away. 
The guilt over what I did to Corinne has haunted me ever since. Now we're grown up. Corinne ran away from the relatives and was homeless for a few years. She now refuses to speak to my parents who deeply regret sending her away. I know I need to confess to my parents and apologize to Corinne, but I am terrified of how everyone will react. My dad will never forgive himself for failing Corinne and it would destroy me to lose his love, although I deserve it. I don't know what to say because nothing in this world will make what I did okay or fix what I caused. How should I begin to confess? <gasps> Unforgivable. I don't know why this isn't a fucking movie. Oh my God. Go, Biff. Like, just, I'm having a hard time getting past the fact that she was 10 years old when she did it. That's, yeah. But. <laughs> when I fucking saw that long ass <laughs> fingernail, I knew there was a butt. <laughs> Got a nail tech. She's amazing, by the way. But. How long was she sent away for? It doesn't say. While people cooled down, but then she ran away and was homeless for a little while. For flip's sake. For flip's sake? Are you on the right podcast? <sighs> the Barney podcast is on a different station. What if my dad's listening? He doesn't like the F word. He doesn't like the F word? Right. After everything we've said on this podcast, that's your, your dad's biggest concern. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not that my dad daughter sent her gay best friend <laughs> her ex's dick pics <laughs> Jeez, he listened to that he episode listen to that one <laughs> but he won't listen to this one <laughs> anyway sorry matthew anyways beth 10 you're 10 years old and your sister just got sent away for being naughty <laughs> that's terrifying mm-hmm. being young Right. Your sister just got sent off. Now I'm traumatized. Right. Right. That's important to know that there there is a trauma here. Not just for the sister, but for you. But as for the, you also. Yeah. Because now, if I break or do anything wrong in this home, I'm going to get sent away. That's another story. Anyways, that's like, you can't fault her for being terrified. Now I'm definitely not going to tell the right. truth. Right. How do you handle it? But now as an adult. Yes, but even as a 15, 16, 17-year-old. Well, no, I understand what you're saying in terms of like, how am I going to say anything? Like, I know what the consequence is going to be. Yeah. Right? I understand that. But now as an adult, the assumption here is you've moved out, depending on, you know, what generation you're from. (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Right. But the assumption here is that you've moved out and you have your own life and now this truth is eating you up. Did she mention anything about her current relationship with the sister as adults no 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 just that the sister doesn't still doesn't talk to the doesn't speak to the parents but how's their relationship to sisters i'm gonna guess they don't have one i'm wondering if she knew that she was being framed by the younger stepsister that's a good point you know what i mean if she thinks that the parents just automatically assumed it was her and kicked her out yeah maybe yeah i mean the reasons here don't matter anymore i feel like why you framed your stepsister or yeah no for sure why she doesn't talk to you (laughs) i just was like do you approach it with her first right right right. no i i asked that question too (gasps) i don't like this one i don't either it is gonna bring up a a lot of freaking old stuff but also if i was the parents i'd probably want to hang myself i wonder if there was any regret back then or if that just the regret piled up and coalesced you know what i mean like, for the writer, like for doing that to her stepsister. And as she grew up, she realized she was wrong and realized more and more. And like, and now the guilt's eating her. Which, yeah, she did mention something about the guilt eating yeah. her. Well, what I mean is like, if it was progressive and now like. Since as a child. Yeah. What's the question? Does Should she tell? Pretty much. I don't know. How should I begin to confess? Oh, okay. So we're all, it sounds like she's made up her mind. She's going to. How do I begin to confess? And I agree that she should okay tell me more i honestly just think it's for her own benefit it has nothing to do with morals or anything like that i just i know when i feel guilty about something i will torture myself just like she is you know and i have to eventually just the truth will set you free you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's really up to the individual person in those types of circumstances it sounds like she's made that decision she's ready to confess she just doesn't know how to yeah you know i think she knows that I think for her, 
you know, I think this is a case by case basis. She knows that the truth is going to be, it's going to free her conscience. It's going to make her whatever. She's acknowledged the consequences. It could also potentially be freeing. It could start to maybe even create a healing between the sister and the parents. Yeah, it could. Or that resentment's just too strong. Oh, for sure. It's definitely on the sister. But if the parents are able to be like, oh my God. We're so sorry. Your piece of shit sister told us she was a piece of shit. (laughs) At 10 years old. I don't know. I'd start with the sister for sure. Yeah. Assuming she doesn't know, right? Right. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I ruined your life. literally yeah i don't i wouldn't i don't know that i would say that no i know but yeah i think i agree start with the sister and maybe bring if the sister's open to it her to confess to your parents yeah yeah yep but it doesn't sound like she has contact with the sister actually so i'm wondering if she starts with the parents or try to find the sister i don't know well i don't think that they don't have contact she said that her sister has nothing to do with her parents right she, I feel like she would have mentioned, she like, mentioned she has nothing that, yeah. to do with any of That's us. True. That's yeah. why I asked how their relationship is. Is the sister, does she know that it was her? Does, are they cool? I feel like this girl needs to forgive herself. She was 10 years old. Yeah. But I think that her way of forgiving herself is telling the truth. But what is that going to do? For her, it's a conscience thing. Conscious. That's why she needs to forgive herself. I was 10 mm-hmm. and that was friggin' traumatic. Mm-hmm. No 10-year-old on this planet is going to be like, oh, just kidding, it's me, send me away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Well, she's, that's the other part of it, too, is she willingly framed her. It wasn't just, a, you know, me, I send me away. Yes, she I'm went out of her way to make old. sure she got sent away. So at that point, I she wasn't in the mindset to even. I don't think she even, knew the consequence she, would be her sending send her, her away. away. That's true. Okay. Okay. That's very fair. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I'm ten years old, and it's super normal if I'm upset. That yeah. you know what I mean? Or fair. Uh, my afraid. brother, my brother used to carve my sister's initials when he'd do something wrong, so that my sister would fuck get off. Yeah. Seriously, I never knew this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's normal stuff. And then you do a normal ten year old thing, mm-hmm. and see the consequence is getting sent away from your home. Right. Like, come on. Of course you're terrified. Of course. You're not going to say anything. And saying something now is going to just open up a lot more trauma. Yeah, I have to separate my feelings from this because I'm thinking like, if my mom knew that I was the one that destroyed family heirlooms, she wouldn't have sent me away, but she would have totally dealt with me. And then when it's the step to, I don't know, my mom always wore the pants in the household, so that's why I'm having an issue with this. She looks great in pants. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, just, I also understand like, doing what you need, you know, understanding what's best for you in terms of clearing your conscience and feeling good about yourself. Like for me, a lot of forgiving myself is being able to tell the truth. I I know know that for me. But if it's going to have potential to create or open up old trauma, that's potentially not going to get resolved. I mean, also, I feel like we should consider that, especially as adults now, they're going to be understanding that like you're, you were 10 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. These things are normal. What you did is normal at that age. I don't know. I struggle with. with I don't know if they with are... it being the ten-year-old's burden to carry. The I mean, that's a strong reaction. Without context, mm-hmm. just based off what the writer wrote. Right. That's a strong reaction. Yeah. From the parent. I think there are two things going on here. There's coming clean, and then there's forgiving yourself. Yeah. Like setting course, the course right. Just because you forgive yourself doesn't make it right for the sister or doesn't try to fix it for the sister who maybe is looking for a relationship with her family years later or the family's looking to justify a relationship with her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. You know, and maybe that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to come clean so that maybe there's a chance that they can fix this situation. But being the sister who got kicked out and then ended up homeless and and all these things. As an adult now, I don't care who did what. My parents kicked me out of the house. Yeah, but I don't think that me being my the sibling who committed it would make me, that wouldn't be a justification for me to what to tell my parents the truth or not. What but, if, what but if my I'm, little sister coming to me and telling me, oh my God, that was me mm-hmm. who did that. 
that's not going to change a thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's going to make me more upset and more angry because now I have to relive what my parents did to me. Mm-hmm. And being the parents who didn't they meant she mentioned that the parents regret their decision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now if I'm the mom and dad who kicked my daughter out at 16 years old, who wound up homeless and who now has no relationship with us for my other daughter to come up and be like, by the way, it wasn't even her. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to want to go hang myself on top of already wanting to hang myself. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's just not going to change anything except for bring up old hurt and old wounds. And now, now as a parent, I have to live with that all even more. Mm-hmm. Like not only do I already reg- regret how I handle that, but now I kicked this my child out and it wasn't even them. I just don't see it. Your point is well taken and it makes a lot of sense. It, I need you to understand that I understand exactly what you're saying from the point of the reader, which is where my mind is. So I'm not thinking about the cause and effect. I'm thinking more like this reader has already decided they're coming clean. How should I start? So to me, that's not an issue anymore. They've made a decision. The question is, how do they do it? Like, I understand you want to come clean. Maybe it's to clear your conscience or to repair a relationship. Maybe this person's clearly not thinking about what the repercussions of telling the truth might be, right? Which is what you were alluding to. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they've made a decision. They're going to tell the truth. So how do we respond to that? I think that's where you start by forgiving yourself Mm -hmm. by saying I was 10 years old, first Mm -hmm. of all. Second of all, that's traumatic. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And third, I think it's a big deal to think about what is this going to do if I bring this up years and years later? Mm-hmm. I think that's why my, if I was her friend or I was giving her advice, I would say like, I would work on forgiving yourself first and then see how you feel. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's the part I can't get over f- because I can't forgive myself until I make right. Even if you're going to hurt a yep. shit ton of people, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of it's kind of like i can't forgive myself for cheating unless i tell him i cheated you know what i mean i know that context it's a stretch for sure the context is different but like it's that that kind of mindset like i can't how am i supposed to forgive myself when they don't know that i fucked up like some people are able to do that some people aren't yeah i guess some people can justify things i just feel like it's a whole big shit storm yeah that isn't necessary and one we're not going to sit in the middle of anymore would you like the answer i would me too (laughs) dear unforgivable my editor and i think this sounds like the plot of a 19th century novel but we can't figure out which one didn't you say there should be a movie i you did well this says novel but same thing same thing but the important thing is you're probably not the first fictional or real person to experience something like this and more important you are not unforgivable you did a mean, immature, childish thing because you were a child, a child who was going through a tough time. The blame here is on your parents who failed to give Corinne unconditional love and ruined her life based on the allegations of another kid. Good parents don't abandon children for misbehaving. Forgive yourself. Give, give me my flowers, Beth. Given what I know about your dad from your letter, I don't think he would take your confession well, and he may in fact take his love away from you because he's not a reasonable person. So don't tell him. But if you do have a chance to apologize to Corinne for the role you played, do it. Chances are she knows her father well enough that she'll understand where the blame belongs. Fuck you, Stephanie. Thank you. Fuck you, Stephanie. I was super curious Fuck about this one because I was like, am Stephanie. I wrong? No, you're just fucking Stephanie. With an F. Yeah, big fuck you. No, not <laughs> forgive yourself. <laughs> yeah, we didn't address the parents. Her being well, yeah, I did mention the parents. Well, that, like, like they're her, fucking asshole. But her fear of coming out now and her dad taking his love away, like she said. Yeah, I guess that's what I meant by parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't address that part because that's a very valid very real the reason why at 10 years old she didn't confess then that's really yeah i like roses by the way (sighs) i know that's why i don't share you with nobody (laughs) 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 yeah i guess sure to me it just it sounded like she had already made the decision to confess so i guess that's where i was going with that 
you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to do it. So how do I do how it? How do I do it? Yeah. And I'm like, take a lot of Ambien so that you fall asleep <laughs> doing it. <laughs> or your no fucks pill that you take <laughs> oh my God, on occasion. Buspirone. Ask your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a commercial for Buspar. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Feel better that I was right. It just felt like a whole can of unnecessary bullshit that was about to happen. I see that. I can't deny that. I do see that. But fuck you and I mean, <laughs> forgive yourself for making me look like a fool on this podcast. You didn't look like a fool because there's there is No, there's merit to it. I yeah, understand. No, but I, I see where you're going. I see where you and uh Prudy are going with it. It makes sense. But it is harder to just I'm gonna just forgive myself and never bring it up again. Yeah. Like that is I feel like in most situations would probably be difficult. But this one just no, it just felt wrong. There's just no need for none of it. Okay. Although I do like that she did point out, like, maybe tell your sister, sorry. But I just but again, be, it's like the same. I just want to be the good. writer who chose this question out of all of them. And literally, it took two of us to kind of rationalize, like to make a decision on the spot for this person to sit there and try to decide what they were going to write in response to this letter. Mm. you know what i mean yeah that's like the one thing about advice columnists that i really want to know more about like what's your process how long does it take you to respond to one letter i know right Is it just off the cuff like well for us we like we rationalize a lot of things and then you know in you most cases we're like bring up something we're like, oh, and then we yeah, come to a no, conclusion we're right, like oh we're right. on board yeah and it yeah, took yeah. two of us right you know so yeah. i would love to we need another episode for this we do if we were columnists. But we ain't. Because we're the best friends that tell you the advice you should have gotten in the fucking first place. Just pick yes. which one of us to listen Literally. to. Literally, <laughs> That's the point of being Biffs, yo. I'm publishing that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Biffs, yo. So, Biff, how about we just go to the backup because we're uh, short on time here. You good with that? Sure. We always need questions for later. This is a quick one. Well actually maybe maybe this is uh, no pun intended we're not help oh. i caught my son in a compromising position with a vacuum cleaner can we just not have a third question this time <laughs> where's their d why because i feel like she's probably gone through this i'm gonna text her <laughs> dear prudence dear sir I came home early from work on Friday to the unexpected sound of the vacuum cleaner running in my 12-year-old son's room. Thinking that perhaps this was a sign of the apocalypse, <laughs> my son cleaning his room without major nagging on my part, I burst in there and caught him with his pants down and the hose attachment attached to his... Well, you know. He froze like a deer in headlights and, after picking my job off the floor... I mumbled something stupid like, excuse me, and turned around and walked out and hid in my room. He left to go to his dad's for the weekend shortly thereafter. He'll be home tomorrow night after school, and I don't know what to say to him. Actually, do I have to say anything to him, or can I just act as though this never happened, or not say anything about it at all? I much prefer option two, by the way. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I can give advice because I have a daughter, not a son. Okay, so what if you caught her with what vibrates in the kitchen? I don't know. I would act like it never happened. You could probably catch her with a vacuum because it does vibrate a little bit. I'm just saying. I already said it to spin. <laughs> That's the washing machine. So if you walked in and <laughs> right, caught her right, with the right. washing machine. I think I would just ignore it. Really? Not what am I going to say? First of all, you're 12. I'm not about to go buy some toys for my 12-year-old. Right. I. But I'm yes, also not about to shame you for being a human. It's unconventional, <laughs> your methods. Yes. Next time you use a paper towel roll like the rest of us. Just kidding. Paper towel rolls? That's a thing? Uh, for those who can fit it in there. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> can you put your hands down, please? <laughs> I mean, if a 12-year-old can use a paper towel roll, 
I'm definitely not saying shit to him. But also, when I was little, younger, oh, little sounds. You can't use it in this context. When I was younger, <laughs> I was exploring and my mom caught me and like, well, <laughs> I can I can we start over? I don't want to tell this story anymore. I will I will exit out <laughs> if you want me to. I was in the living room. <laughs> so you still want to tell it. <laughs> But nobody is around, and it wasn't like a full-blown, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, do my thing right here on the couch. It just was like I was doing something else and was like, oh, wait. You know what I mean? I'm curious. Also, I was younger, so it wasn't. And my mom, like, fucking had a meltdown. <laughs> like, I mean, as she Why, probably because it wasn't been. Jesus? <laughs> Well, yes, it definitely had to do with religion. Right. But also, I was in the living room on the couch. Mm -hmm. I thought I was being... In the privacy of your own public. (laughs) Like, sneaky or something. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, she she embarrassed me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's hurtful for a child. And, And although I do agree that she was correct in... Well, I guess I don't really... I agree that there is, you know, in my situation, it was like, you know, you don't do that in places where people can see you. Mm-hmm. That was not the approach she took. But she also embarrassed me for what I, not just where the place was and where I was doing it and that type of thing. So I think that it matters. Well, if, yeah, uh, that's, and that's where so I, I guess was going to go. What I'm saying is he was in his room, the door was shut. There's no need to bring it up. I agree, and I also disagree. I agree. The The best course of action here to spare embarrassment all around is just, you know, let it be. Yeah. But I also think that there is a side on the child, or on the, on the, the child, the mind, the mind, this doesn't feel right. Your offspring. <laughs> <laughs> good pick, good pick. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's a, there's a part there that, like, I also want to make sure that they know I'm not mad at them because that's a thing like masturbation, things like that are so stigmatized or they have been, you know what I mean? Where like you're, you're made to feel wrong about it, especially if you're in a religious household or if you're in a household where it's like, you know, you don't talk to kids about X, Y, Z. So I wonder if in your situation, it would have been different if your mom had just been like, okay, close the door. And then like later on went to you and said, honey, it's okay. Everyone does that. Just maybe if you did that in your room and locked it, in this case, he was in his own room, but he was caught. Like, wouldn't you kind of feel better that you weren't in trouble rather than kind of be on the edge of your seat waiting for punishment to be dulled down because you got caught with a Dyson? I think if after this happened and I saw my parent and they didn't say anything i would feel better interesting i think if they were like honey then i'm gonna be like fuck my life interesting i feel like i I would feel better if i got absolved i feel like that would make me feel worse really because now you're acknowledging it i I tell my kid all the time like i don't know why you take forever in the bathroom I don't know why the shower is running forever, but whatever you're doing on the toilet doesn't need the shower running. That's so, you a know, different <laughs> situation. It's a totally different situation. <laughs> you're wasting water. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, my glass is empty, but I will toast to it. You are so right. I just think leave that alone. He was in his room. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's I also don't want him to feel like he's in trouble. It's going to feel way more shameful for him for you to acknowledge it out loud. Yeah. And you know, remember those water snake things that used to play with your hand where it just keeps slipping out of your hand? Yes. I'm going to buy him one. The the writer's son. <laughs> because leave my fucking vacuum alone. <laughs> Vacuums are expensive. A. Also, and B. Yeah. Response? Yes. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the first line. Actually, I didn't read it. I just okay, saw good, one I'm word. Not gonna drink yet. Are you ready? I sincerely hope that Dyson Company doesn't see your letter <laughs> and come up with a new line of vacuums guaranteed to suck the living daylights out of the user. First, you, you may want to pick up a copy of Portnoy's Complaint. 
Let's just say the liver scene should reassure you that young men have always been creative when it comes to relief. <laughs> Ew. Normally, I agree with you, Mom, that backing away quickly is the right path to take when stumbling upon such an uplifting scene. <laughs> but I'm actually worried about the amount of suction your son could be applying to his private parts and the potential for gunking up the machine's filter. Oh, for fuck's sake. Vacuums are expensive. You know, I thought about that part, but I'm... I'll buy a new vacuum before I just... <laughs> You're going to be out thousands of dollars. <laughs> I'll buy a different vacuum that maybe can't be disassembled. Less suction. Is that the right word? Um, defiled. Disassembled. Taken apart? You can't put... Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yourself in nowhere. Or defiled. Yep. I think the situation calls for a man-to-man talk. I hope you have the kind of relationship where you can tell your ex about this and you both can laugh. Then your son's father can have a good humored talk in which he explains that there are lots of ways to accomplish his goal, but it's a good idea to keep the household appliances out of it. Emily Yaffe. Oh, Emily. Imagine if he fucking took it up with a mixer later. Like, Explain that one to the doctor. <laughs> Just saying on me. These were great questions. They were really great questions. See what happens when we don't think too hard? Slate never disappoints. Or never. Prudy. Actually, Prudy. that was Yafe. That one was Yafe. The other ones, I don't think they were all Emily. Uh, anyways, we love all of them. We do love Emily, though. I think that's it. That's all we've got for you folks this week. That's all we got time for. That's all we've got time for. We got we Churin to pick up. We got Churin. Churin? Churin. Churros? Isn't that cereal? No. Oh, yes. Cinnamon Toast Crunch churros. churros. Yes, I had some. Yes, but I'm actually talking about real churros. I don't know what a real churro is. Fuck. Guys, we've got to go. I got to go make churros. <laughs> oh, my God. We're got to go. We got to go. <laughs> Thank <sighs> you for listening. No. <laughs> Check out last week's episode with Rachel Severs and Consent to Treat. Yes, it was so powerful. If Let you your haven't son listened to that, do his thing. No. <laughs> And you've been ill-advised. <laughs> I just want churros. I know. <laughs> How about we start with oh send us God. your questions, your comments, and all of your concerns. Ill-advised the podcast and at wines. gmail.com and your wines. Or beverages. And, and beverages. And you can catch up on all of our episodes at illadvisedthepodcast.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at ill-advised the podcast you guys are fantastic you're wonderful get an aura who doesn't do shit <laughs> you've been ill-advised 